0: Welcome to the On Your Left Podcast, a politics podcast that's probably to your left. My name is Katrina Ames and I use she, them pronouns. And I'm
1: Nirali Sheth, I use she, her pronouns. We are in your podcast feeds every Wednesday, so be sure to hit the follow button, subscribe button, whatever button there is, be sure to hit it so you can hear us every Wednesday.
0: And if you want to help support the podcast, you can go to com slash on your left pod and help us produce this podcast to make it of a higher quality. Uh, so you may have noticed that we weren't here last week. Uh, we took last Wednesday off for a holiday. Narelly, what holiday did you celebrate?
1: Yeah. So, um, if... If you know me through YouTube, you probably know that I am a Jain, and we have a high holiday called Bajushan, which uh, is a fasting holiday, and um, there's a ton of religious stuff that goes into it, and um, on Sunday when we record, I had to uh, do a big prayer thing, so I couldn't record last week. Sorry about that, but also not sorry, because because we all deserve to have religious holidays off. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I uh, I think basic religious equality is definitely something we stand behind on this podcast.
1: Uh, but a lot's happened while we've been gone. Yeah, so much. So much has happened. Kamala Harris was uh, nominated to be the vice president. She will be Joe Biden's running mate uh, for the 2020 election. Um, so that happened. It's great. It's definitely historic. She is the
0: first black woman to be nominated as vice president from a major party, mm-hmm. and she is the first Asian person ever to be nominated as vice president as a, one of the, from one of the major parties. And, uh, you know, she wasn't my first choice, but I've always had a lot of respect for Senator Harris. I think she's a really strong and independent, ambitious woman who was going to get stuff
1: done, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't expect much out of the nomination, so I'm not mad about it. I disagree with Kamala Harris about a lot of things, but it's also really great to see a woman of color on the ticket. I'm interested to see what uh, she and Joe Biden have in store for us. Yeah, neither of them were my first choice, but I like, I like Senator Harris. We'll take what we can get, and we're not mad about it. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's very it's productive to be mad about it right now, so I'm not going to be mad about it right now.
0: I never understood the people that got really invested in the veep stakes and, like, who's the vice president going to be, because I don't know Joe Biden, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not going to be able to change his mind about who should be the vice president. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, like, it's fine. And also, the vice president has very little actual power. Maybe a lot of political power, but very little actual power, so it's fine. I (laughs) mean... they are in charge of the senate uh which is
0: cool because kamala harris is a good senator Mm -hmm. and uh if we don't win back the senate i feel like she scares mitch
1: mcconnell and i like that i do like that i do like anyone who can scare mitch mcconnell also while we were gone the the dnc happened um as it was my religious holidays and i was busy with all that stuff um i didn't really Watch the DNC. Uh, Katrina, do you, any, any interesting highlights?
0: Well, first of all, if you want to check out the highlights, you can go onto C-SPAN's YouTube channel. That's right, C-SPAN has a YouTube channel. Bless C-SPAN. I am
1: subscribed.
0: It went about as well as expected. I think they pulled off a virtual convention really well. Uh, the pre-filmed bits were better than any of the live discussions where we had to, like, figure out if they were on screen or not. <laughs> but technical it difficulties yeah it, it surprisingly <laughs> went well off really well like mm-hmm. nobody really remembers the bits where they su- started to say something and then realized that they might not be live and then restarted their introduction okay people remember that like michelle obama and barack obama and hillary clinton and joe biden and kamala harris presented this like beautiful unified image of what our country could be um, people remember like Bernie Sanders stepping up and like he, working to unify the party, and AOC given being given one minute with her job being to nominate Bernie Sanders to be the president because that's how the conventions work. Uh, he got enough votes to be nominated in the party. So some of the delegates were going to him, so someone had to nominate him. And people will probably also remember. That a lot of white people on Twitter did not like that she
1: did that, even though that was her job. It was in the agenda that's what her job was. Yeah, I saw a little bit of a Twitter meltdown about that, and then, like, journalists being like, No, she's fine. She's not trying to be divisive. She's just doing her job. <laughs> and also, she literally got into politics because of Bernie Sanders, so, like, what did you expect? The
0: DNC was basically just, like, every other convention that ever, except, you know, uh, there weren't people there, there weren't groups of people hanging out, which I guess is true of every convention that's happened this year.
1: Although I think the RNC is gonna be IRL, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you can talk about what bad decisions are being made by the Republican Party next week. Okay. Um, One thing that I did want to note about the DNC that I did catch was the roll call, um, which featured uh, Americans from every state. um, And one in particular that was really notable for me was Matthew Shepard's parents uh, were representing um, their home state, and that was really beautiful. Yeah. If
0: you don't know who Matthew Shepard is, go check out our episodes we posted in June about LGBTQ plus history and learn something that fundamentally changed the way that we view LGBT people in this country and how we respond to hate crimes. On to our main topic for the day: healthcare.
1: Healthcare. We got to talk about it. Um, it's it it's important. Um, and it's very topical right now because the election's coming up. Um, polling from the Pew Research Center in 2019 found that improving the economy and healthcare should be the top priorities for the president and Congress. And um, we uh, did see that in 2018. It was the same deal. It's extremely important and on everyone's minds all the time, um, especially during election season.
0: I. these are the domestic issues that really the majority of Americans care about because we're all affected by it. Uh, we live in a capitalist society and therefore the economy is important to our survival, and also we have bodies and they sometimes they don't work real well and we need help. yeah yeah. and this polling was done in 2019, which means it was done before the pandemic, before we lost healthcare, and before the economy fell apart because of coronavirus, which is the second reason why we're talking about this, because oh my god, we're still in a pandemic.
1: <laughs> still. It is almost autumn, and we are still here. Remember when we thought it was yeah. gonna be two weeks? I never thought it
0: was gonna be two weeks. I thought maybe like a couple months, though. Yeah. I
1: was prepared
0: for two or three months.
1: Yeah, it's been longer
0: and i'm not a fan i'm not a fan so i'm gonna pull myself together real quick i'm not gonna cry because i don't need audio of me crying (laughs) um polling from the pew research center from july 2020 found that 67 percent of u.s adults believe that the coronavirus outbreak is a major threat to the health of the u.s population as a whole why isn't it higher
1: i don't know i don't i don't know you know actually i'm somewhat impressed by the 67 percent somewhat impressed the the vast majority of americans do understand that this that the coronavirus is a real thing that is a real problem so you know that's something um so many people have died and i'm trying not to be mad
0: at the people who don't think this is like a threat to our public health Mm -hmm. because i i need them on my side i'm trying not to get angry at them because they don't understand But I am mad at them, because I don't feel like people who don't think this is a major problem are going to act like it's a major problem. Yeah. I won't do things like, you know, continue to wash their hands regularly, or wear masks, or just be nice to service workers who tell them that they can't dine in
1: at the restaurants right now. Yeah. Oh, it's it's really hard, and this virus has taken a toll on all of us. And it's especially difficult because we know that there are people um, who refuse to take it seriously, and therefore are just exacerbating the problem. But this is also a healthcare, a severe healthcare issue because uh, the pandemic has stripped uh, an estimated five point four million uh, American workers of their health insurance. Uh, between February and May of 2020, a stretch in which more adults became uninsured because of job losses than have ever, ever uh, lost coverage in a single year. This is because healthcare is tied to your job for most people. If you are in a full time job, you likely get healthcare through your job as a benefit. And if you lose your job, you lose your healthcare. We know that the rest of
0: the world is making fun of our country for this terrible policy. Mm-hmm. We, we know.
1: We're well aware that this is a, a bad thing. That shouldn't be a thing.
0: And that's just 5.4 million American workers. That doesn't include everyone. Um, it doesn't include any spouses that receive healthcare coverage. It doesn't re- include children who had healthcare coverage through their parents' jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nonpartisan Kaiser Family Foundation estimated that 27 million Americans have lost coverage in the pandemic because that study took into account family members of those insured.
1: Yeah, so that's more than five times, or that's about five times what, um, five times the amount of workers that lost health care.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, imagine everybody, you know, has a spouse or has 2.5 kids and lives in a nice white picket fenced house or apartment complex and yeah n- now none of them have health care because their job their job was lost during a unprecedented global pandemic that had completely sh- just closed our economy
1: yeah yeah health care is extremely important it's important because we all need it and also if you live in america you know how much of a pain it is in normal times to get any sort of health care um i personally have experience with how annoying it is
0: unfortunately what we've seen is that the republican party has continuously tried to make it worse they have notoriously attempted to repeal any sort of federal health care system like the one that could have prevented uh, millions of people losing their health insurance because of the pandemic, and have continuously attacked the Affordable Care Act since its inception during the Obama administration, going so far as to make it a part of their party platform.
1: Yeah. Um, currently, uh, Currently, during this pandemic, the Trump administration is arguing in court that the ACA's protection for people with pre-existing conditions are unconstitutional and should be eliminated which would allow insurance companies to charge more if you have a pre-existing condition
0: or just not accept you at all just not give you health insurance and um if people don't know what a pre-existing condition is that just means that you have a medical history of any kind uh Pregnancy is a pre-existing condition, having a uterus is a pre-existing condition, having diabetes, asthma, uh, a heart condition, having broken a bone in the past. Almost anything could be considered a pre-existing condition and a reason to deny you health care.
1: Your existence is a pre-existing condition.
0: And it is not one I
1: signed up for. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, also, it is an election year, um, and uh, health was a massive issue in 2018 uh, when Democrats Democrats overwhelmingly won midterm elections as Republicans were actively attacking um, the Affordable Care Act and trying to tear it down. People realized that the Affordable Health Care Act Act helped them and they wanted to keep their insurance um, and they wanted to keep their insurance premiums low and they elected left-wing officials.
0: Yeah, or even just moderate Democrats because they they are also here. and That was really huge because their commitment just to protecting what already exists and protecting that win because it was a huge win just to be able to say that you can't deny people health coverage because they have a medical history, a pre-existing condition, because all of us know someone and that has one. And all of us have stories of friends or family members of ourselves struggling in a super complicated healthcare system to get the care we need to survive from going bankrupt, trying to pay medical bills to just not knowing if you can afford to get an ambulance to the hospital.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's really horrifying the way GoFundMe is currently America's healthcare plan. Because that's what it it has come down to. People making GoFundMes for every single medical expense because they just cannot afford to stay alive.
0: The right to live A healthy and prosperous life cannot be dependent upon you coming up with a clever enough hashtag to gain traction. Yeah. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense.
1: Going viral should not be the solution to your healthcare debt. Eliminating healthcare debt should be the solution to that. But I think we do have someone uh, who might be able to help us a little bit. Joe Biden. He's our first choice now.
0: That is right, Joe Biden is our first choice now, and now that we're nice and sad, let's talk about Joe Biden's healthcare plan and how he is going to try to make our healthcare a little bit better and reduce the harm that this toxic system is causing us.
1: Yeah, so um, before, before we start, I do have a bone to pick with Mr. Biden. Um, Healthcare, as a a professional proofreader, I have to to let him know that healthcare is one word, not two. His website has healthcare as two words. I do not like it. That is all.
0: (laughs) Healthcare can be considered two words or one words. And they mean different things, but also I feel like we should just decide. We should just make it one word or two words, and we should all be on board with the decision. Yes, I agree.
1: As a low-level proofreader, who does get paid for this, I am saying it's one word.
0: One word. Alright. Healthcare. One word. We have decided it is on your left official policy when we are referring to the system of healthcare, of insurance, of hospitals, of patients, healthcare. One word.
1: (laughs) So, Joe Biden's healthcare plan.
0: Um, Joe Biden's healthcare plan. One word, healthcare plan.
1: (laughs) Doesn't exist, because he uses two words.
0: Well, we'll see if we can get this podcast to him so he knows to change it. Yeah.
1: Okay, so he has basically four prongs of his healthcare plan. Um, He wants to, one, give every American access to affordable health insurance. Um, Two, provide... Peace of mind of affordable quality healthcare and a less complex healthcare system. Three, stand up to abuse of power by prescription drug companies. And four, ensure that healthcare is a right for all.
0: And these are all really good things. And what I appreciate about this plan is that it centers the people who are suffering from a very broken system. We want to protect the individual by making sure they have health insurance. We want to stop people like me from getting anxiety and panic attacks because they do not understand how anything works because it wasn't taught to them in school. Which yeah. And building a less complex system that everyone can understand and stopping people from taking advantage of us.
1: We looked at his website and there's a lot of really good information about what he wants to do, um, and we're just gonna cover some of the highlights. So, basically, he wants to build on and protect Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act, whichever one you want to use, um, by giving Americans a new choice, a public health insurance option like Medicare. Um, the Biden plan would give you the choice to purchase public health insurance options like Medicare. Um, and as in medicare the biden public option will reduce costs for patients by negotiating lower prices from hospitals and other healthcare providers and it will also better coordinate among all of a patient's doctors to pr- to improve efficacy and quality of care and cover primary care without any co-payments Um, It will bring relief to small businesses struggling to afford coverage to their employees as well. So I really like this because if you have multiple doctors and they don't communicate with each other, uh, your doctors could be missing the full picture of what's going on. So I really like that there is a a sentence in there about coordinating between doctors because that's really important, especially if you have a complicated medical history.
0: Yeah, it is really important. Um, I know a lot of people with chronic illnesses who have a lot of hard time getting all of their doctors on board. Um, I really, I am supportive of a public option. Uh, It was something that was unfortunately cut from the original Affordable Care Act because it was too divisive at the time. But now with the popularization of Medicare for all, the public option has kind of been nicknamed Medicare for all who want it. Everyone who doesn't have access to healthcare currently through their job, which is fewer people now, um, can enlist in the public option and get that health insurance from the government in a system like this, and I think this is a good plan. It's not exactly what I want, but it will get us closer to universal coverage.
1: Moving left from Obamacare it is yep. it's it's a it's a small step to the left but it is a step
0: and it's a step that will result in so many people finally having access to health care and to lowering the n- number of uninsured people in our country yeah so I'm gonna say some stuff that's kind of complicated because healthcare is really tied up in our tax law And I'm going to apologize for that now. I'm going to read the plan word for word for what it says, and then we're going to explain it. So just stick with me, everyone.
1: (laughs) I'm holding on tight.
0: (laughs) All right. So the Biden plan is going to increase the value of tax credits to lower premiums and extend coverage to more working Americans. Today's families that make between 100% and 400% of the federal poverty level may receive a tax credit to reduce how much they have to pay for health insurance on the individual marketplace. Additionally, many families making more than 400% of the federal poverty level don't qualify for financial assistance and still struggle to afford health insurance. The Biden plan will help middle class families by eliminating the 400% income cap on tax credit eligibility and lowering the limit on the cost of coverage from 9.86% of income to 8.5. This means that no family buying insurance on the individual marketplace regardless of income will have to spend more than 8.5% of their income on health insurance.
1: I am lost and I am scared, please help.
0: Okay, so let's start with the tax credit. So, a tax credit is available uh, if you make between 100% and 400% of the federal poverty level. That depends on how much money you make and also how many members of your family uh, there are. Uh, For example, if you make the same amount of income now as a single person, as you will make, I don't know, in 10 years when you have a child or a spouse, Effectively, you will be closer to the federal poverty level because your income is supporting more people. So, 100 and 400 percent that's basic working class people. And currently, you get a tax credit to help pay for health insurance that's on the marketplace uh, to ensure that you still are able to get health care even if you aren't incredibly wealthy. All right, good
1: so far? Yeah so more people get the tax credits more people will get the tax credit
0: all right next part of the plan for people making a more than 400 percent of the federal poverty level right now they don't qualify for financial assistance but that doesn't mean that they can afford health insurance either because that is what we call the medicare gap basically they are make too much money to get financial assistance and help from the government to pay for health care but they don't make enough to get their own health care either so what the biden plan is going to do is it's going to take away the income cap on tax credit uh, to make it so more people will be able to get help paying for health insurance and getting access to health care even if they make slightly more than the federal poverty level because everyone should have access to health care even if you are one of a wealthier working class member or a part of the middle class.
1: Good. Uh, Yeah, okay, so that's saying that, like, if you make, like, 450%, you still probably can't afford health insurance, so it'll it'll throw you some tax credits.
0: Yeah, because it also might depend on, like, Even though the federal poverty level is the same across the country, we know the poverty level changes based on where you live. Mm -hmm. If you and me have the same income, and you live in New York City, and I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is where we usually live, if we are making the same income, I will have a much higher quality of life because my rent will be a third of what your rent is. This is true. (laughs) Um, But eliminating this 400% income cap will help people... Have access to health care by helping them pay for it and looking at people's situations. The last part is lowering the limit of the cost of coverage. Um, this feels very small but right now uh, there is a limit on how much you have to pay for health insurance. It is 9.8% of whatever your health care is. Uh, if you make a thousand dollars a year, simple math, you make Ninety-eight dollars is the most you will have to pay on your health insurance. It is illegal to charge more than that uh, So this is just slightly lowering the cost of health care from everyone from ninety-eight dollars to eighty-five dollars $80
1: 98, thirteen dollars in your pocket math
0: <laughs> Doing great. I'm, I'm fine <laughs> But yeah, that is money that you can put towards other things like Paying for your rent, that's too damn high. Making sure that your family is well fed and has able to purchase fresh fruit and vegetables because we know that that is better for you. And making sure that you can provide for your family by putting a cap on how much you have to spend on healthcare because even though it is absolutely vital to your existence within this world, we charge a lot of money just for having a body. And that is the tax stuff.
1: Okay. We got through it. We did it, everyone. All right. Let's keep going then. So um, another thing the Biden plan wants to do is expand coverage to low-income Americans. Governments and state legislatures in 14 states have refused to take up the ACA's expansion of Medicaid eligibility, denying access to Medicaid for an estimated 4.9 million adults. And Biden's plan will ensure that these individuals get covered by offering premium free access to the public option for those 4.9 million individuals who would be eligible for Medicaid, but for their states in action. Um, This makes sure that the public option covers the full scope of Medicaid benefits. States that have already expanded Medicaid will have the choice of moving the expansion population to the premium-free public option that Biden's going to introduce to fill that gap, or uh, as as long as states uh, continue to pay their current share of the cost of covering those individuals. Additionally, Biden will ensure that people making below 138% of the federal poverty level get covered. He'll do this by automatically enrolling these individuals when they interact with institutions like public schools or programs that are specifically for low-income populations such as SNAP. So this means that you don't um, have that low-income people don't have to fill out as much paperwork because they'll automatically get enrolled in this Medicaid program.
0: Yeah, and that's great. I am really glad that we will be expanding access to healthcare because the 14 states that have refused to take up the Affordable Care Act's expansion of Medicaid eligibility have stopped millions of people from getting healthcare and they turned down money from the federal government to do it. This would not impact really their state's budget. It wouldn't They were getting free money to help people. And they turned it down. (laughs) I have never once in my life turned down free money. Not once. And these 14 governors and state legislatures have repeatedly refused to help people. So this would fix that. This, This would fix that, which is great, because your ability to have health care should not depend on where you live and unfortunately because we all live in america it does
1: another thing that uh the biden plan wants to do is stop surprise billing consumers trying to lower their health care spending often try to choose an in network provider and the Biden plan will bar healthcare providers from charging patients out of network rates when the patient doesn't have control over which provider the patient sees. For example, during a hospitalization. If you're going to the ER for an emergency, you're not about to be like, I wanna wait for an in-network provider. You want healthcare. You need health care, you know? So this would stop extreme circumstances like that creating exorbitant bills because you just happened to get a doctor that was out of network
0: yeah i mean we've all heard horror stories of people who tell the ambulance driver what hospital they need to go to because that's what their health insurance will cover and then someone who consulted on a surgery was an out of network doctor it and then it ends up costing them 10 times more when they didn't have any choice on who they were seeing or what was going on because they were just trying to survive
1: it shouldn't be on the patient to pay for out of network stuff when they have no control over whether they are seeing someone out of network or not that's just ridiculous
0: you we can't expect patients to understand or know all of the intricacies of our healthcare system we shouldn't expect them to have to ask a doctor or a nurse practitioner or nurse if they're in a network before they accept care from them because that will stop people from getting care that they need.
1: Yeah. If you're afraid to go to the hospital because you can't afford it, it is likely that you won't go to the hospital when you need it, and that shouldn't happen.
0: The Biden plan is also going to expand access to contraception and protect the constitutional right to an abortion because it is a constitutional right. So the Affordable Care Act made historic progress by ensuring everyone access to free preventative care, including contraception. As we have seen uh, with some recent Supreme Court decisions, that is in danger. It just it is. But we can, we still have time to act on it and protect our access to contraceptive care and reproductive care. Vice President Biden supports repealing the Hyde Amendment, um, because healthcare is a right and it should not be dependent on somebody's zip code or income level. And the public option he has committed. Will- he has committed to making sure the public option will cover contraception and everyone's constitutional right to choose what they do with their body.
1: Should be noted uh, that the Biden administration is using gendered language, and we are actively trying not to use gendered language. Um, Joe Biden, not—it's not just women who need re- reproductive health care. F.Y.I. Yeah, I have a uterus. Yeah, and you are not a girl. So. Another really important thing that the Biden health care plan includes is restoration of federal funding for Planned Parenthood. Um, the, O-Biden, the, um, the Obama-Biden administration fought Republican attacks on funding for Planned Parenthood over and over again. We remember this. It was real bad. Um, as President Biden would reissue guidance specifying that states cannot refuse Medicaid funding for Planned Parenthood and other providers that refer for abortions or provide related information. And uh, the administration would also reverse Trump, the Trump administration's rule, preventing Planned Parenthood and other family, pl- family planning programs from obtaining Title 10 funds.
0: Uh, I would say I'm a Planned Parenthood patient. They are where I get my contraception from, and it's great. I have always have a really good time when I visit Planned Parenthood. I have visited multiple ones because I have lived in multiple places where I when I have needed this reproductive care. And stopping funding for people just because they talk about abortion or they talk about multiple ways that you can deal with being pregnant or needing care for your body is wrong. The conversations that a doctor has with their patient should be between the doctor and their patient and no one else.
1: And definitely not the doctor, the patient, and the patient's church. Or the doctor's church. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there's no reason that the government should stop one of the largest providers of reproductive health care in the country from receiving funding and receiving funding for medicaid when they treat medicaid patients from just getting funding and getting paid for the important service that they provide because that's that's ridiculous we we should pay doctors for the doctor stuff they do i didn't want to go to school so i'm not a doctor
1: (laughs) They did that. They did a really hard thing so that they could help us and we should pay them. Part of the reason why healthcare is so expensive is because doctors are experts at what they do. And no one is denying that. And no one denies that they deserve to be compensated for that. However, it should be affordable for patients as well. And the way to kind of fill that gap of how much doctors... uh. Should be compensated, and how much patients should pay, is filled by the government. That that gap is filled by the government, and um, they are just actively choosing. It's partially filled by the government, but they are also just actively choosing not to do that for Planned Parenthood, and are doing that for other places. It's filled by the government during because of Medicaid. Um, yes, because Medicaid is a type of insurance. It's filled by insurance companies.
0: Which I'm is so a whole the, other... Which is a whole other thing. ...conversation. But, yeah. It's, look. we know our healthcare system is complicated. We know there are a lot of problems. But it doesn't make sense to have a gag rule.
1: One of the last things we're going to talk about that's extremely important that's on the uh, Biden plan is reducing the unaccept- unacceptably high maternal mortality rate uh, that impacts people of color um compared to other i don't like the word developed nations but the biden administration or the biden team is using the phrase developed nations um compared to other developed nations the u.s has the highest rate of deaths related to pregnancy and childbirth um and we are the only country experiencing an increase in this death rate um the problem is especially prevalent among Black women who experience a death rate from complications related to pregnancy that is more than three times higher than the rate for non-Hispanic white women. Um, California came up with a strategy that halved the state's maternal death rate, um, and as president, Joe Biden would take the strategy nationwide.
0: Reducing the maternal mortality rate is so important because I want my friends to be alive. I want my friends' kids to be alive. I do not want it to be such a high risk to someone's life when they're just trying to bring more life into this world. Do I understand why they're doing it? No! Do I fully support their choice to have kids? When and how they want to have kids? Absolutely. And I want them to still be
1: alive after they do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so clear that healthcare, that the healthcare system is racist, specifically in this case of just black maternal mortality rates. And it's just horrifying. We saw it. Like the high profile case of last year was Serena Williams literally not getting the health care she needed during childbirth and it was horrifying. Um and we saw that firsthand in her documentary, you know. And that and that's Serena Williams. She's one of the most powerful people in in the world. So you can imagine how horrible and horrifying and traumatic childbirth is for other black parents in this situation
0: yeah and i really believe that pregnancy and having a kid should be a joyful experience and it's just so hard for that joy to exist when you know that you could die because of it and you could die because our healthcare system doesn't care about you i mean Serena Williams and Beyoncé each had complications in their pregnancies and had a lot of trouble getting adequate healthcare because of it, and everyone knows
1: who Beyoncé and Serena Williams are! They're the two most powerful Black women in the world, possibly. Maybe not ever, but, like, right now they're two of the most powerful Black women.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're very well known, and they're very wealthy. And even they were denied care and denied the things that they needed because they just weren't believed that they knew their own bodies. I just want people to not die. This this whole like a podcast policy of being against preventable death has come up in almost every episode. Uh, but that is because a lot of the time uh, it feels like the Trump administration and our healthcare system is. Actively trying to kill us. Alright, let's move on to some queer stuff. Yeah. Because I, I want to <laughs> yeah. be
1: less sad. Yeah, so, um... The, for some reason, Biden's website doesn't include the queer healthcare stuff in its healthcare plan, but it is in their queer plan, or their LGBTQ plus plan. Um, so, the basics of what... Uh, is in their LGBT platform in terms of healthcare is guaranteed protections against discrimination in the Affordable Care Act, um, which is what Biden plans on expanding. Um, also, uh, access better access to suicide prevention and other mental health services. An update to their uh, HIV strategy, which I really don't know why isn't in the regular healthcare platform, because it doesn't just affect queer people, Um, and also a ban on conversion therapy, which, if there is a nationwide ban on conversion therapy, that would be absolutely amazing.
0: I have a lot of feelings about all of these things. Um, I am glad there will be protections against discrimination, because the Trump administration recently made it legal to discriminate against me in the healthcare system. Uh, because I'm non-binary, which is absolutely wild, because, once again, if I get COVID-19 and you think I shouldn't have access to healthcare,
1: I will cough on you. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think all of this stuff is really important. I don't think it's necessarily enough, um, but it is something and i'm happy it's in there because we're definitely not getting that from the current president of the united states we are actually we are getting active attacks on the lgbtq plus community um including attacks on our healthcare,
0: and it's just playing wrong there is no absolutely no reason to make it harder for people to access healthcare during a pandemic because this decision came during the pandemic.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I don't sound very angry, but I am just constantly extremely angry about this. Um,
0: it's our primary emotion, I would say.
1: Yeah. Um, and we don't stop being angry just because there's a candidate that is helping some of the problems which is i think how we see joe biden um we do have a couple things that we think are missing from the platform that i personally want to see on on the on the platform as well um one very particular thing that really matters to me is mental health care and there isn't much at all on mental health care on joe biden's website um on the platform at all and access to mel- mental health care is extremely important and vital uh, to our survi- survival as a species and I would love to see it exp- see, that, see any policy on that whatsoever um, beyond just suicide prevention for uh, LGBT plus people
0: yes and even then once again we had to go to the LGBTQ plus Plan and policy to find mental health care. It was not in his health care plan. Yeah, um, my brain's a part of my body. It needs help, yeah, and health care. Also,
1: um my personally, my mental health issues have very little to do with my queerness. Um, I know this isn't the case for all queer people, but um, yeah, I have ADHD that doesn't have anything to do with being queer. Um, and I still need treatment for that, you know?
0: Yeah. I was a real anxious and depressed kid before I knew I liked girls. Same. we, (laughs) We need help. We also want to see more specific action on trans healthcare, because just saying that you're against discrimination doesn't mean that we would get the help that we need. Uh, it is incredibly difficult for anyone who wants to transition to be able to access that transition care and Yes, funding Planned Parenthood would help with that as they also help trans patients with hormone therapy and ensuring that uh, If you have a uterus and are not a woman that you can still
1: access Gynecological care. It would be really nice to see something about just any sort of language about gender confirmation surgery and how important that is and how vital it is for some trans people it would be it would be really nice to to know that like our presidential candidate wants people to be secure in their gender identity and do whatever it takes to do that we
0: have seen better plans uh during the primary process and i am sure that senator Gillibrand, or secretary castro or senator warren heck even senator harris she's right there she's right there would be happy to let the administration take from their plans that helped
1: with specifically trans healthcare yeah and um another thing we both want to see um as uh pocs ourselves as people of color ourselves um is actions around uh by POC Healthcare that goes beyond the mortality rate. The mortality rate is extremely important and I'm really glad there's a very specific plan in place for that. There's a lot more to how health, how the healthcare system treats people of color than just the mortality rate and I would love to see that addressed somehow.
0: We need to be able to trust our healthcare system, we need to be able to trust our doctors, And. We can't necessarily do that when doctors are racist or doctors believe racist things like black people literally have thicker skin and we need to address those problems so everyone can receive the care that they need and also so we stop dying. Like we want to stop dying but we need all of the other stuff too and that preventative care.
1: Yeah. And we need- we need more doctors to listen. (laughs) And, yeah. So, how can we act on all of this? Alright, so the most important
0: thing that you can do right now is vote. On the day that this episode is released, there will be 69 days until the general election. I know you all said nice quietly to yourself, and
1: I'm proud of you. I'm very loudly saying nice. (laughs)
0: thank you (laughs) look you can support the candidates you believe in by making sure everyone in your community is registered to vote and has a plan to vote we as two individuals will not be able to reach everyone and honestly not everyone wants to listen to two asians on the internet but your family members and your friends might listen to you so please make sure they're registered to vote, and then ask if they have a plan, because asking someone if they have a plan to vote
1: makes them more likely to actually vote. yeah, my my family calls me like the voting police because I will text and I will, like, I don't I don't talk, I, I'm not a big talker in my family. I know it's weird, because I have a podcast and, like, a YouTube channel and stuff, but I'm not the big talker in my family. But I will be annoying as hell about this. And that's allowed.
0: <laughs> Go ahead, and be annoying. Make sure they practice their constitutional rights.
1: God, it's, like, it's a good thing. Especially if, uh, like us, you... Um, have immigrant family members who actually, who like had to take tests to become a U.S. citizen and had to go through a lot to become U.S. citizens. Make them exercise their rights. Okay, so um, another thing you can do is adopt a Senate candidate. Um, in May of 2019, the House passed legislation that would protect people with pre-existing conditions, um, and the Senate has not voted on the bill, which is... Ridiculous. May of 2019. It's been over a year. I know time is fake right now, but it has been well over a year since May of 2019. Um, in December of 2019, the House passed legislation to reduce prescription drug prices, and the Senate has not voted on it yet. Not quite a year, but getting there. Taking control of the Senate means that starting in 2021, we can get progressive policies that protect people in our lives. Um, because the senate will actually even talk about it on the floor if not pass the bills
0: we'll at least get votes on it and know where everyone stands on the issues that are our leaders because this cowardly thing of just not bringing things up for a vote is damaging our democracy it's causing people to lose faith in the system and it's stopping actual progress from happening.
1: Mhm. I hate Mitch McConnell. I know. I don't I hate know. a lot of people. I hate Mitch McConnell. <laughs> no. But there are
0: plenty of Senate candidates that you can adopt. Uh, there is Doug Jones in Alabama who is running for re-election right now and has an incredibly difficult race ahead of him because he is not running against a pedophile this time and it was still hard for him to win against a pedophile in alabama it was not it was a close race and dunn jones is a good man
1: listeners katrina is currently shaking her head in exasperation as she says these words
0: yes i am but there's also like you can work to get mark Kelly elected in Arizona, a literal astronaut, could become a U.S. Senator. He made things work on the International Space Station. He can make things work in the Senate. There's also Teresa Greenfield in Iowa and Sarah Gideon in Maine. If you want to see more women elected to office, those are great choices. There are so many Senate candidates that need your help. You can fundraise. You can donate. You can volunteer to phone bank, or text bank, or just ask a local organizer if they're doing okay, because chances are they're not.
1: Yeah. And if you are an organizer right now, please practice some self-care, and know that we support you, and we appreciate you.
0: We do. Drink some water, though. You haven't done it in a while. Alright, should we move on to good things? My good thing this week is something that I'm very excited about. And I might sound mean when I'm saying it, but I feel okay with that, because Steve Bannon was arrested for fraud. Yeah. He spent almost $1 million on personal expenses after fundraising more than $25 million for the We Build the Wall campaign, which was theoretically going to fund new sections of a border wall with Mexico, which is a racist policy. And yes, if you gave money to that, That was a waste of your money because he spent it on personal expenses and was arrested on a yacht hanging out with a Chinese billionaire. But Mr. Bannon is now the seventh Trump associate to be charged with a federal crime because Donald Trump surrounds himself with criminals who break the law all the time.
1: Yeah, it is also notable that he was arrested by the USPS, which uh, Donald Trump is currently trying to ruin so that. He can steal an election. He's trying to tear down the United States
0: Postal Service. And in response, we have bought stamps. We have talked to the board of the United States Postal Service trying to stop changes that they're making to this vital system of our democracy. And we've arrested Steve Bannon for fraud because he stole
1: money from people. He lied and he stole and he is now arrested. Um, so I actually also have good news this time. Um, it is it is more fun news than good news, but I feel like that counts. So um, there is uh, so if you if you uh, live in the Midwest, um, this is not so much a thing where where I'm from. But if you live in the Midwest, I'm assume y- y'all know what a state fair looks like. Um, <laughs> but, so, uh, despite the circumstances, the Minnesota, uh, state fair was canceled, obviously, of course it was, uh, those Minnesotans are sensible, um, however, one of the great traditions of the Minnesota state fair was not canceled, which is that the, um, the, uh, a beauty queen of some sort that wins some sort of competition gets a butter sculpture, um, that looks like them. And, um, there is a beautiful video of it, um, that I'm currently putting in the Google doc for you. Um, and, um, (laughs) it is a socially dist- so the, the beauty queen is wearing a mask, the sculptor is wearing a mask, um, it's just it, butter is a beautiful thing. Butter sculpting is just such a hilariously beautiful American tradition, and um, I'm glad it was able to happen despite the circumstances. Um, and it was live streamed because because people couldn't attend. What is our mango news this week? Um, so our mango news this week uh, is some entertainment news. Um, Kevin Bacon uh, (laughs) decided to share his morning mango routine um, on TikTok. So that's a thing. I He has a morning mango routine. I don't have a morning mango routine. I feel like I I should have
0: a routine.
1: I feel like I should have a mango morning routine now, though.
0: Okay, so that that fact just gave me a lot of information. First of all, Kevin Bacon's still alive. I wasn't sure if he was. Yeah, he's so in that's his sixties. Good for him. He's just—he's getting old, you know. Yeah. I, it's a. Secondly, he's on TikTok. That's good information to know.
1: He's just at Solid Kevin Bacon on TikTok.
0: Third thing, he has a mango routine, and he was generous enough to share it with us. Amazing so many i just learned so many facts in that mango fact i am impressed
1: <laughs> it really combines everything about quarantine
0: thank you so much to everyone who listened to our podcast this week please take some action on health care maybe watch kevin bacon's tiktok i don't know what you do with your time but something i hope
1: but watching kevin bacon's tiktok will be good for your health yeah that's how it all ties together Make- self care is watching the kevin bacon mango tiktok
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that, your homework this week you're gonna make sure you register to vote and then you're gonna watch kevin bacon's tiktok and then you're just gonna feel at ease with yourself because you performed that important
1: self care and we're proud of you yeah <laughs> so uh this has been on your left podcast um i I am Shot that You can find me at Firewood Sparkler everywhere, uh, including Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Katrina, where can we find you?
0: You can find me at Katrina Ames on YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, and now also Twitch. Uh, yeah. If you want to watch... That's how you
1: started on one, too. Yeah.
0: If you want to watch me play a video game that is a mashup of Oregon Trail and Star Trek, uh, well, I hopefully raise money for mark kelly to become the next senator from arizona i'll be
1: doing that now that's a good cause hang out with me my cause is mostly quitting my job (laughs) equally good all right thank you so much for listening and um you'll catch us next wednesday